So I run, you know, a small hedge fund. Um, we run a macro strategy. Uh, I started the firm about uh, 10 years ago. Before that, I spent many years on Wall Street working at Lehman Brothers, Morgan Stanley, Brown Brothers. Um, you know, I put my time in on Wall Street and then I went out and uh, started my own fund. This is American Dreams, a program where we interview thought leaders and entrepreneurs and bring their ideas to you in real world context. Visiting here today with Pete Doshi, and uh, it's a pleasure having you on the show today. Your company is called Doshi Capital Management. Yes. Okay, so let's let's look back into uh, you know things that that transpired. Did you have clients right off the bat? Yeah, no. So um, so when, when I first launched, um, you know, I, we launched with, with, with just my own money, um, you know, for many years, um, a few family members, uh, you know, but we really just opened up to outside investors uh, beginning of 2020. So for for a long time, it was just GP, you know, family money um, running the fund. So when you um, when you looked at your strategy, what was the value proposition that you were bringing into this market that you didn't see already existed? Yeah, so um, you know, so w w when I when I left and I and I launched the fund, really, you know, living through like the tech bubble and the housing bubble, um, the goal was to not lose money. You know, it was you know it was to generate um, returns year after year, right? Because at that point. Really, you know, to, is is our is my own money, and and I had to live off of it, you know, and um and support my family off of it. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize is going through a recession. Recessions take, you know, five, you know, to seven years, right? At least the last two to recover your capital. So imagine if you're invested and you go through a recession, you know, I can't wait five years to recoup my capital, right? So really. The initial goal was like, how do we avoid recessions? How do we avoid big, you know, macro downturns? Um, and then from there, we 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 took the strategy and we turned it into like shorter cycles of like, how do we view shorter cycles throughout the years? How do we generate consistent returns every year? Um, and and really, you know, that that became the goal is just to have consistent positive returns year after year. So the goal for average return um, is about twenty to twenty five percent on an annualized basis, you know, and that's over time. That's over a, a business cycle, really. Um, you know, it's not year to year. That'd be almost impossible to to do that, you know, every year. Uh, you know, but but the goal is um, a two sharp ratio and, you know, 20, 25 percent returns over, um, you know, a, a full business cycle. What should investors be thinking about and, and worried about in light of today's dynamic market uh, climate? Yeah, so um, so I think you know the market is very volatile, right? Um, we're we're facing things that we haven't seen in decades. Um, inflation is extremely extremely high. Um, you know, we have a, the largest war since World War II in, in Europe going on. Um, so there's a lot a lot of headwinds facing the market. Um, I think really, you know, what investors need to focus on is what the Fed's going to do. I think um, interest rates have moved up significantly. Um, we've seen the, you know, the the short curve um, come up a lot. We've seen the curve invert quickly. Um, but I think, you know, what investors really need to keep in mind is that the Fed is going to be, you know, doing quantitative tightening. They're going to be reducing their balance sheet. And I think that's um, something that really hasn't hit the market yet, right? The market's really focused on how much the Fed is going to raise interest rates, how often they're going to raise interest rates. Um, but I don't think we've seen that market impact of them reducing the balance sheet. And I think that's going to be, um, you know, a major headwind, um, you know, throughout the rest of this year. And I think, 
Um, you know, we've seen long-term interest rates rise, uh, but I think they can rise a lot further once the Fed starts to re reduce their balance sheet. So I think that's something that the investors should keep in, in the back of their mind. How does the market timing stra uh, strategy uh, support po portfolio diversification? Yeah, so so our goal, um, you know, in terms of market timing, um, you know, the instruments we use, we, we invest in index funds. Uh, so one, um, we're not picking stocks, right? We're investing a broad index, so so that's one layer of diversification. Um, and then the second layer is, you know, we're trying to time the market. We're trying to avoid, um, you know, macro events. Uh, so when you layer those on top of each other, they provide they provide a lot of diversification to a portfolio. And and you can see that because our fund has a low correlation to almost any other asset class there is really, whether it's equities, bonds, gold, crypto, real estate, right? So we have a low correlation to pretty much anything. Um, and so you know, and from our point of view, adding us to a larger portfolio helps um, increase diversification. When you look at the old 60-40 uh, portfolio allocation, uh, should investors still stay with that or should they be rethinking diversification in today's world? Yeah, no, um, so they should definitely be rethinking that. Uh, you know, I talked about this back um, in June of 2021 uh, that the 60-40 portfolio was dead, right? Um, it, it's worked so well because we've been in a bond bull market for 30 years, um, right? Rates have gone down for 30 years. So as rates go down, bond prices go up. So that's really supported that 60-40 portfolio. Uh, you know, we are seeing an inflection in, in, in bond yields, right? As rates start to rise, um, you know, bond prices go down. And so that's really going to hamper that 60-40 portfolio. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is as rates go lower, um, bond prices become more volatile, right? Uh, and the whole point of a 60-40 portfolio is to reduce volatility, right? It's to offset that equity volatility with a stable bond position. But in fact, as rates get lower and lower and lower, bond volatility increases. So it's almost counterintuitive that you're trying to reduce volatility, but yet you're introducing more volatility. Um, and so, you know, um, I had done a study uh, last year that showed that over the past decade, from a risk return perspective, a 60-40 portfolio was equivalent to being 95% in equities, right? So, um, and you get a much higher return. Uh, so in, in my mind, you know, that 60-40, at least over, you know, the next couple of years is, is dead um, until we see rates normalize, until we see the yield curve normalize. Um, the Fed has um, held rates down um, artificially for a very, very long time with trillions and trillions of stimulus and bond buying and mortgage-backed security buying, right? They've really suppressed yields. So now as the Fed raises rates to fight inflation, as they reduce their balance sheet, um, you know, that that rise in yields um, is really going to hurt that 60-40 portfolio. So, you know, from, from my standpoint, I mean, that's that, you know, that idea is really dead, you know, for the next couple of years until rates normalize. What do my investors get wrong about today's market? Is there like a number yeah, so one I th problem? Yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, I, I really saw this in 2020 during the pandemic, right? We, um, we, I got, we got so many phone calls from investors um, and they just didn't understand the market. And, and the thing that I realized that investors get wrong is they don't realize that the market is forward looking, right? It's forward looking six to 12 months. Um, and and people, you know, they live in the the day, the here, the now, you know, right? They get so much news on their phone um, and they and they see the data and the news headlines and they, and, they, and they wonder, well, why is the market 
not reacting to the news headlines. That's because the market's already past that, right? The market is is a discounting mechanism. It's looking at 12 months out, where are we going to be? Uh, and we saw that in 2020, um, you know, the market bottomed and it, and it had a really hard rally and there were, you know, 15 million people unemployed. And I had a lot of investors calling, a lot of people calling saying, why is the market going up so much when there are millions and millions of people unemployed and the economy is shutting down and we're in a recession? And, you know, and, and you have to explain, explain to everyone that, well, the market doesn't care about now. It cares about where are we going to be in 12 months. And in 12 months, there's, um, you know, a vaccine that, that could happen. You know, the economy could be recovering. Right. So I think that's the number one mistake is a lot of investors, they don't realize that the market is it's a forward-looking mechanism so when you look at uh, hedge funds or when we talk about hedge funds typically there's a big negative connotation in the media can you identify why that is so yeah i think you know every year um you know hedge funds get bashed by the media um you know it's it's almost like a reoccurring theme uh, and i think you know the the biggest mis uh, misconception is that the media paints the picture that hedge funds don't outperform the market, right? And the market has done really well over the past, you know, three years. Um, but that's not the goal of hedge funds, right? Um, and so, the, you know, when the media, the media always compares hedge funds and, and a broad index of hedge funds um, compared to the market. And I think a few things. One, there are thousands and thousands of hedge funds and there are thousands of different strategies, right? So it's hard to just, you know, aggregate all those different strategies and say, okay, this is how the average hedge fund does, right? I mean, there are long short hedge funds, market neutral hedge funds, macro hedge funds, credit hedge funds, crypto hedge funds, right? I mean, just different asset classes that 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 have different return drivers. And so to just take, you know, an index of all of them and say, well, they're underperforming the market, well, you know, I mean that you have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, and I think, you know, people also don't realize you know, the purpose of a hedge fund is to hedge, right? It's to provide diversification to a portfolio, um, not to, to beat the market year after year. So why why should investors be inside of a hedge fund right now? Yeah, I think, you know, hedge funds, um, you know, the, the right hedge fund provides uh, diversification. It can provide consistent returns, right? Um, you know, a hedge fund is a part of a portfolio. It, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be someone's entire portfolio, right? Um, there is a place for passive investing for just being in the market, being in the index. Um, but there's also a portion that should be an alternative investments that can um, low, you know, that something that's uncorrelated to the overall market, something that can provide downside protection, right? I mean, we saw this year, just January, February, right? The markets, um, you know, had a pretty severe um, drawdown. Uh, and so, you know, it's always good to have something to protect against those 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 losses. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of investors, they, you know, they don't realize that because, you know, they, they've almost been lulled into complacency that the market's done so well for so long, right? We've been in almost, you know, 12 year bull market that investors, you know, they forget almost what volatility looks like, what a recession looks like, what what being down 30% looks like. They they forget that because it hasn't happened in so long. I mean, the last recession ended in 2009. I bet you most traders, you know, that are that, that are working right now don't even remember what that recession looked like. Uh, you know, um, I'm probably dating myself, but, you know, but I, I remember what, what that felt like. Um, and so I think um, this year, especially we've, you know, the hedge fund industry has seen a really big increase in activity. Um, you know, a lot of interest has, has grown because of that volatility. I think the easy money is behind us, right? The market's done well for so long 
then now you need to like reassess your portfolio and say, okay, um, you know, where can I diversify? Where, what other buckets can I have, right? Where else can I, can I um, place, you know, put in my portfolio to, um, to, to, I guess, you know, have gains going forward considering the market has done so well for so long and it'll likely, you know, be choppy um, over the next couple of years. So an investor new to hedge funds that want to venture into this area, what are some of the key questions that they need to be asking themselves as they do due diligence? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the number one question is manager selection, right? There, like I said, there are thousands of, of hedge funds. Um, a lot don't do well and, and a lot do do well. Uh, and, um, you know, if you look at any category of hedge funds, you know, just you know, long short hedge fund, for example, there are thousands of hedge funds, right? So, so really, it's manager selection. It's 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 almost like picking a stock, right? I mean, if you look at the if you look at the tech sector, right, you you have to know which stock to pick, right? You're going to pick Apple. You're going to pick, you know, um, uh, Netflix getting cratered today, right? I mean, it's all about stock selection. Same thing for hedge funds. It's all about manager selection. Uh, so, I definitely think anyone you know who's interested in investing in a hedge fund, um, you know, it's looking at managers. It's looking at how that strategy fits into their portfolio, right? Um, does it provide a benefit? Um, someone who has a lot of equities probably doesn't want to own a long-only equity hedge fund, right? That's just exposure to the same thing. Um, so it's about where it fits into your portfolio. It's about the track record of the manager, right? Um, you want to see a long track record. You'd never want to judge someone based off of a month or a quarter or, or a year. Um, you know, so you want to see that, that, that track record. Uh, and really, you know, you want to do your due diligence. You want to make sure that they have risk management in place, that they have staff, you know, um, staff in place, the COO, they've audited financials, right? Um, you know, it, it's it's all the sort of the basic due diligence that investors need to do. Um, but yeah, you know, but I think really the two biggest thing is manager selection and and fit into their portfolio. So, any advice or lessons learned as you've uh, ventured out into your own fund that that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I think um, you know the biggest lesson that I've learned is. Um, you need to keep your emotions in check, right? I think um, I think that applies to any 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 investor, uh, any investing philosophy, right? Whether you're a hedge fund or a retail investor, or no matter what you do, um, you know it's hard to keep your emotions in check, right? It, um, it's and not just when the markets are falling, even when the markets are doing great, it's hard to stick it out. It's hard not to like take profits off the table and then regret it later on. Um, so that's the biggest lesson I, you know, that I've learned is, uh, is, is really you have to, um, you know, stick with your, with your process really, right. You have to, you know, follow the process. Um, you have to have your rules in place and, and stick to them and, uh, and, you know, not get overly involved in your emotions, especially when the markets are really volatile. It's easy to get caught up, right. Um, in the media and the news and everything that's happening, um, and make a rash decision, uh, which I have done, you know, I have done that, um, in the past and I've learned my lesson from it. So speaking from experience, um, I think, you know, that, that was, that's really the biggest lesson I've learned is, um, is just knowing, you know, when to take a step back. So, uh, for the listeners that who want to follow up and, and contact you, Heaton, how would they go about that? Yeah, uh, they can go to our website, um, you know, www.doshicapm.com. Uh, you know, over the, uh, from there, they can uh, email us, call us, um, you know, fill out the contact form. Um, you know, it's an easy way to learn about the firm, to learn about the strategy. Okay, I've been uh, visiting here today with Heaton Doshi, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. 
Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us here on American Dream.